This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Luke DeCock of the NNO is up there with them. Uh, do you have a do you have a sense of whether or not we're going to see Auntie Ranta or Freddie Anderson tonight? I very strongly believe, based on every indication we have, that Freddie Anderson is starting tonight. And the fact that Rod Brindamore wouldn't say when he's said at every other opportunity, you know, also leads me to believe that that they're making a change in that. Part of that, I think, is Freddie finally being healthy. And part of that is Ronta hasn't played six games in a row all year. And, you know, I don't think the Hurricanes were particularly happy with the first goal on Tuesday, although certainly it was a, a terrible giveaway. Yeah. Um, but that, that was a save that they would hope he would make. So here's a chance for Freddie to get a chance. He should be pissed off. He should be motivated, yeah. full of, you know, what and vinegar. And Ronta gets a rest and then gets to play a potential game seven at home where he's until Tuesday has been unbeaten this year. So I, I think there's a lot of sort of logic that goes into this, but I'm, I am fully expecting Freddie to play. In fact, I'll be shocked if he doesn't at this point. You see, I'm, I'm with you. And after, uh, and, and I don't even think it has to have anything to do with Ronta's game five performance. Freddie's healthy. Rod is okay with using two goaltenders. And I also think he understands that, the more you use Ronta in a row, in a row, in a row, in a row, the more the the more likely he is to fall off the shelf and break, and that that's not what they want, uh, because Freddie also has his own health issues. But I also think it's a free it's a free shot for them. They can always come back to Ronta in Game Seven if Freddie Anderson doesn't play well tonight. But I think Freddie Anderson will play well tonight. Do you have any feeling about? how we might see the top-line look with Ajo and Jarvis. Who do you think plays there? I don't think they're going to make any changes there. I think they'll still be Mackenzie McEachern. Um, Jordan Martin sounds like we'll stay with Jesperi Kokiemi and Martin Natchez. They've, they've been better. Um, their possession numbers have been better with Martinick there than Nason. So I think, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, the Hurricanes weren't unhappy with their 5-5 five five no. play in Game 5. So. You know, there's there's a, a balance there of trying to fix some of the mistakes. Obviously, the second goal goes off a guy's chin. There's not much you can do there. And the first and third goals are giveaways. But um, I think there's a balance there for them of trying to take what they did well from game five into game six and trying to leave just sort of the errors behind. Um, so I, I don't expect, uh, you know, changes in that regard. Luke Takak is in uh, New York. Uh, with the Hurricanes as they're taking on the New York Islanders tonight, and we're still waiting for the press conference, the Bryce Young press conference, to begin in Charlotte. Your uh, real quick thoughts before I get you back to, on the uh, uh, on the Hurricanes uh, thoughts on Bryce Young. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer, no? I, I I don't know that it was a no brainer. I mean, it sounds like uh, you know what I really wanted to hear from the Panthers was we knew Bryce Young was our guy when we decided to trade up. Because I don't think your decision-making process should be, let's trade up and figure out which one of these guys we want. I agree there. Um, it should be, one of these guys is our guy, let's go get him. Um, and that's basically what Scott Fitterer said last night. So that was a little comforting for me because I didn't always get that sense through this process. Um, I have concerns. I mean, I have concerns about drafting a 5'10 guy um, I was, who, unlike Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson, is not a baseball player with a gun of an arm. I think Bryce Young does a lot of things well. He processes the game well. He's very accurate. Um, but I think there are some real uncertainties here that you don't always see with a number one ticket quarterback. Basically, 
durability and his ability to, to throw the ball down the field, um, which you're going to have to do, and he's going to have to do in his first year without DJ Moore um, and, you know, with some, some turnover in that receiving core, although certainly Adam Thielen and some of the other guys can help. But, um, you know, I, I don't think this is as slam dunk a pick as, say, Cam Newton was. And I think if they got out there and decided that C.J. Stroud was their guy or Anthony Richardson was the guy, um, you know, they could defend those picks as well. Um, but I do think Bryce Young is, is the safest probably of the three, um, given his his ability in, in Alabama's offense to distribute the ball and make plays. I just think there are still some questions about him in the long term as a, as a franchise quarterback. He may turn out to be a good quarterback. Um, he may turn out to be a great quarterback. But when you're giving up what they gave up to move up, um, he has to be a great quarterback. And I, and I think there's always an element of gambling in that. Um, but I don't look at him, say, the way I would have looked at them taking Andrew Luck in this spot where you felt like you had a turnkey NFL quarterback where there were very few questions. All right, uh, with, with all respect, comparing him to Cam Newton and Andrew Luck is unfair to anybody. <laughs> there's, there's not a quarterback taken since Cam Newton was taken that I would put in that category or Andrew Luck was taken that I would put in that category, including I mean, Trevor Lawrence me, two years if you're ago. You're going to give up what they gave up to move up to number one. You better think you're getting that guy. Oh, the, the, see that, that would be a fair, that's a fair comment for me. I, uh, it is a risk. Uh, I believe they knew who they wanted to take. And this process after the trade was just confirming that. Um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's pretty clear after last night. And I, and I don't have a problem with that. If Bryce Young is your guy, and you want to go get those, give up those assets to go get them, then okay, then you put your chips on that number, and we'll, and we'll see where the wheel lands. But I don't think, you know, they were moving up to get a guy who is, uh, I, there's just still questions there. Just because he went number one doesn't mean all the questions have been answered. I See, to me, the only question, the only red flag with Bryce Young is 5'10", 190. That's the only red flag. All of the other stuff, uh, the way he processes the game, the way he... Um, makes plays when no plays seemingly are there to be made. What he has done uh, down the stretch for Alabama in the last couple of years has not been vintage Alabama uh, based on their offensive line, based on their uh, their receivers. Certainly the last year, both of those areas were, were limited. And there were no bad games for Bryce. He has played well basically every week. So to the play, there was there have been no red flags. To me, the red flag is the size, which is fair. Um, but I think we're kind of realizing that the the position can be played differently. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, and we just also need to acknowledge that this is the, the, the Panthers have drafted the guy who there's really no profile for him. Um, this is uncharted territory. Um, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks his size with his measurables. And, and, and look, I mean, I agree with everything that, like, like I, I'm not saying this is a bad pick. Right. I'm saying, you know, that, that's not the point here. The point here is that just because a guy goes number one does not mean that all the questions about him have been answered. I think there are still some questions about Bryce Young. They're going to have to play out on the field. But the Panthers, as I said, have... Take their 
staked their claim, made their bet, and we'll see how it turns out. And, and you know, obviously there's every, every reason to be happy that the Panthers think they have a quarterback they can finally move forward with, and we'll see if they're right or not. All right, I'm going to go back to the Hurricanes here in a second. Do you think he was the best of these four options? I, I'm not a good enough uh, evaluator of quarterbacks. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah, I think, you could, I think you could make a case for Young, for Stroud, for Richardson, and, and any of those guys. I think if they take them, they're going to say it's our guy, and that's that's fine if you had a reason that one of those guys was your guy. But, yeah, no, I don't I, I don't have a I, – I can understand why you would take any one of those three guys, number one. I don't understand why you would take Will Levis, number one, and I think 32 other 31 other teams felt that way. They saw the video, mayonnaise and coffee. Isn't that a complete deal breaker? And that's not the worst video of Will Levis I saw. That's for sure. Oh, really? You've some seen his, well some of his. I mean, just the when he started flipping in the draft and people started posting clips of throws he made at Kentucky. You're just like, oh, I'm not worried about that. I mean, it's Kentucky football. I'm no, I can't draft a guy who puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Will or Will? I just I called you Will. That. I apologize I for that, that. Luke. You don't care about I care about that. I can't I can't look at him now. I mean that's you know, are, are you gonna are you gonna trade for a quarterback who believes in nine eleven conspiracy theories? I mean, at what point do we draw the line about this stuff? Uh I, I, I could probably overlook that more than I could look uh more than more than I can overlook mayonnaise and coffee. Um what do you think about Sebastian Ajo as we say goodbye? I mean, I think this is another game like he did in game four where he has the ability to carry this team across the line and tried to do in game five. You know, he's the franchise's all-time leading scorer and goal scorer in closeout games, and they need that from him tonight. Like, like they're going to go as far as Sebastian Ajo takes them, especially with the guys out who are out, and he's shown already once in this series that he can do it, and they need him to do it again. Yeah, he his response coming back from taking the puck in the mouth, and it could have been, that could have been so much worse than it was. So there is an element of good fortune that came out of that. Uh, but he came back uh, and he was ready. And I've loved the way he and Jarvis have played together. Uh, and I know you, you think that Mackenzie McEachern will go there, uh, start the game there tonight. I actually think it will be Jesse Puglia-Yarvi, but uh, I don't think Rod's going to – as long as Jarvis and Ajo together, I think they'll be fine. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. I appreciate your time, Luke. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll see you at the rink, hopefully not Sunday, but next week. All right, buddy. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.